Okay, so Twitter. Okay, go for it. I uh, got Twitter uh, six years ago when I got shingles. And <laughs> I was 21. I was like really confused about why I was getting this, this sickness that's predominantly in people 55 plus. Okay. And so to make myself feel better, I got Twitter and I got Instagram in the same day. Okay. And then I followed Barack Obama and Ellen DeGeneres. And the first tweet I ever tweeted was, who do I follow first, Barack or Ellen? I was 21. Okay. Um, and then I didn't really get into Twitter. <laughs> like, it wasn't a thing I was good at. Yeah. Um, all this to say I'm trying it now. Oh, good for you. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. It, Twitter's hard. It's so hard. I find it hard to, like, I, I'm the silent, like, scroller through hours of a timeline, like, just reading tweets. But to be like witty and funny, I, I uh. and I'm really trying to jump into the immediate witty and funny. It's hard. And I so I've tweeted twice. Okay. Uh, the first one was about how I'm, I rewatched all the friends and I really like Janice. And it was like something I need to admit to both myself and the world that uh, upon a rewatch, I think she's actually an excellent character and is really strong. Okay. And I kind of think her and Ross would have been a great couple <laughs> if they had lasted longer. Uh, so that was my first tweet, and I was like, this is comedic gold. People are going to just grab onto this. One person liked it. Um, was well, it the two, scene partner's account? Two. <laughs> I wasn't counting scene, but thanks for having my back. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and then the other day, I was in the airport, and I was like, oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. Comedic gold once again. Coming up on Christmas, I was like, I have a genius tweet. So I, like, pull my phone I send it out and then I I religiously check to see if yeah, anyone's like it because my my tweet was legitimate question is this wait oh, ooh did airports scan your ticket at the gate in the 90s or was that a huge plot hole of home alone 2 what yeah how did he get on the wrong plane? Yeah, this kid's just, just walking through the gate being ridiculous. like, New York, here I come. Yeah. No one liked it. Are you sure that scene partners didn't <laughs> like it? <laughs> did you know this is episode seven? Yeah, we were talking about this before you arrived. You and JP? Yeah, so I really don't have any new insights because I really gotten them all out <laughs> with JP pre-podcast. Well, I'll, I'll wait for like the after show where I you guys can talk about what you talked about. I can't believe it's episode seven, that's, though. I mean, that's weird. Uh, we started this and the weather was like sunny and warm out and I biked here in like shorts. Like I've gone through a season with this <laughs> podcast. That's wild. An emotional season, physical season. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the theme partially has been like, don't tell anybody at my employer because I hate that. I've now, it's fully, it's fully out. What are they thinking? Do they like it? Uh, I'm getting some direct feedback. Uh, Let me have it. Um, I mean, we we te we texted about this. Um, who, but I need to hear it. Uh, okay. Uh, do I interrupt you too much? And the cr criticism of me was that, yes, I do. And then another person poked their head out of their office and was like, she interrupts him too much. Don't take that, Ryan. Do not take that. Um, so I'm just. Uh, Have any of your coworkers had any direct feedback on my voice? Oh, for sure. You've been credited with having a soothing voice. Soothing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And also. 
I feel less like soothing just, at I, the same time. <laughs> Other people, you're, you're very divisive in my office. People oh, are falling all over the place. You know, one person will be soothing, the other person will be like, same same rude lady the, in the office. The opposite way. Right, her voice is like not soothing. Really, people say that. Yes, you're di- you're divisive. Wow, that is a hard I, thing to hear. No, you haven't told me that yet. Shoot, I'm <laughs> I'm just trying to like keep you coming wow, back to this wow, studio. Wow, wow, yeah. So some people find my voice. Would they describe it as as grating? I've never heard that term. What term have you heard? Um. Not soothing. Wow. It's, it 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 was a very you know minor yeah. point. I wouldn't I wouldn't lay awake at night thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are. Yeah, she will. Um, can I? I could change it. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> Did you have a good week? Uh yeah, it was really good. Um. I hate this weather. I yeah, went camping last weekend. Of course you did. Uh, of course I did. Oh my goodness. Uh, I need to take my not soothing voice somewhere. So <laughs> might as well be out of the city. Uh, it was, we planned the trip when it was a very warm fall. And we're like, okay, let's like get one more camping trip in in November. It's so nice out. Yeah. Who? And, when does it ever get cold in November? Yeah. Are you crazy? But it was so nice up until the very morning we left. Yeah. It was like nice, nice, nice to the point that I was like, do I bring my winter coat? No, it should be okay. I'll bring it just to be safe. Negative 20, <laughs> Ryan. Mm. Negative 20 I'm degrees. Sorry. And our tent is not a four season tent. No. Our sleeping bags are not meant for winter. They're like the sleeping bags you'd use if you're camping in your living room. <laughs> sure. Do you do that? <laughs> I well, you know, if you're. Want to switch things up a little bit? Honey, I'm a wilderness man. <laughs> I watched some Bear grills the other day. It's called role-playing. Oh, no. I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun? Did you guys have... Was it, that was like your date. Did you guys have... I we talk, I talked to him about this, being like, this is our version of a date night. And then I said, take that, Ryan. Into and the wilderness, echoing through just, the mountains. Yeah, birds being like, she has such a shrill voice. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Uh, it was good. I feel like I'm incredibly impatient lately. I've been very busy at work, like to the point where I'm... <laughs> my boss walked by, I was resting my head on my desk, just looking at the ground, thinking like, just kill me. Okay, so... <laughs> but... I feel like I'm always just rushing now, rushing to everything. And um, I was in like, as an example, I was in line at like a uh, grocery store and they have the self checkout. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm usually very patient in public, but here's my beef. This isn't part of like the new segment I want to do about venting my pet peeves. But anyway, this is different. I saw that on the <laughs> schedule. I was like, that's just been thrown in there. Yeah, I have some things I want to vent about. No, but and I was like in a hurry. I was in such a hurry and I, I was coming home from work and it was late. And I was like, I just want to get these avocados out of here and make my toast. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. And why is it always the people who look like they've never used a computer in their life using self-checkout? Just don't. Just go talk to the the poor teen boy who's working at the grocery store checkout let the people who like <laughs> have used a touch screen in the past 10 years use a self-checkout and then there's always like excuse me can i have some help here and then it looks like the person's giving them a tutorial on like how to touch a screen and i was so upset i turned to the person behind me and i don't usually do this because i find myself I feel that I'm usually a patient patient person. Yeah, but are you getting a little snappy? I turned to the person <gasps> behind me. I was like, what are they doing? 
And I just feel like it was too loud. And the person behind me kind of like shrugged, like, like don't they don't care. Me. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this. Okay, I will say to those people's credit, <laughs> one, they probably have no fear about learning something new. Are they are they older? Yeah, they're older. Because we have this whole oh. life stages now. They're, that's their version of snowboarding. No fear. Take some falls. Touch the screen. But snowboard on the bunny hill. Don't try the touch screen. <laughs> In the fast pace what is of the, late night groceries. No, what is the bunny hill of a self-checkout line? Like just buying one thing that you just scan, like no yeah. produce? Would it be going well, through with our produce? Avocados produce. I was getting avocados. <laughs> yes, but you're at that level. You're at the you're I'm, at the green trail. Yeah, maybe even blue. Black diamond. No, I'm not there yet. I, I don't know what the black diamond would be. It would be buying like on sale meat. That doesn't have a barcode that you have to like weigh. I think black diamonds just like theft. Like you just <laughs> run, you just leave. Well, that, that guy knows what he's doing. I love, I love that every week we make like a slight outline for the podcast. Like mm. it's all improvised, but there's like, I want to talk about this thing. And then it just yeah. goes to these magical places of what would be the black diamond of self checkout. And <laughs> theft, so, meat theft. <laughs> meat theft. Okay, I also did something else interesting though somewhat interesting i went to a conference the conference itself was actually kind of boring okay um but it was at this really swanky hotel mm-hmm. was it in ottawa yeah <laughs> uh, we have many of those it was at a really swanky hotel and they're like oh when i walked in they're like oh do you want a swag bag and i, I was like yeah obviously fancy so i have other coworkers who go to conferences and their swag bags are like iPads, pretty much like apple bottom jeans. No, not not tight pants, but like <laughs> they get T-shirts, they get hats, they get cool. Like I'm going to just say cool swag. I don't know. Yeah. Like a cool lanyard. I went in my swag bag. I opened up was um, a bunch of pamphlets about other conferences. <laughs> Probably have great <laughs> swag. <laughs> A glittery, uh, a, a glittery, like the bag itself was quite glittery. Like well, that's I'd, nice. I'd have to be pretty confident walking into the office nice. daily with that bag. And then a, a uh, branded travel bottle kit, like little mini bottles for shampoo. Oh, that's so handy. <laughs> it's it's like from the dollar store for a dollar. But and is they, it branded with the like conference yeah, brands? Yeah. That's smart marketing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be in like... Because you're always, when you travel, <laughs> when do you ever have the personalized size shampoo? It's not personalized to me. It's personalized to this conference. So I'll lose it. I know, be like, but now you're going to have these. Are they already full or are they like reusable <laughs> ones? No, they're empty. Yeah. That is genius. Excuse me. We're always trying to think of new swag. Oh my goodness. Don't give people this because then the... Travel size... You're writing this containers down. Containers with... Logo. It's like you're gonna forget about this conference in two days, yeah. and then a year from now, you're gonna go traveling to Spain or something. And you're <laughs> gonna be like, "Sweetie, why do we always waste money on the travel size Dove shampoo we when yeah. we have a huge shampoo already?" Huge oh, look shampoo. at these little containers I can use. That Costco oh, shampoo. We have. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Check I'm... out this logo. Yeah. Man, right. that's a great swag bag. Oh, was wow. Was there stupid. a pen? Yeah, I think so. Wow, well, wow. Well, I mean, everybody good. does a pen. I don't think this is the direction you wanted. No, I but wanted I you am... to be like, yeah, they should have given you an iPhone. Yeah, because that's I need a new con- phone. <laughs> As someone who worked in the student movement for a long time, <laughs> the fact that you got a swag bag is nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Before I opened the bag, I felt good. Like, thank you for recognizing me. 
coming to this conference. <laughs> when I opened it, I was like, are you kidding? I wanted to turn to the person behind me like, what are they what doing? Is this? And then they shrug like, don't involve me. My cousin planned this conference or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I Let know. me tell you. I threw the bag out. You th- you, like, I did. I kept that? the travel. I kept the travel stuff. <laughs> yes, because it's legitimately kind of cool. It's <laughs> 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 more music. <laughs> Uh, JP is trying to be like, just move on from this. <laughs> it's not that good. Um, JP has moved now into producing and he's just like, he's I gotta like, help these guys out. <laughs> Your voice is bad. You're it, just shutting everything down. Yeah. No, You're I'm gonna, angry. I'm gonna. Not that I'm insecure, but um, if you were to meet someone who was A, funny, okay. B, had a pretty flexible schedule. And C, had a voice some would describe as soothing. Would you ever cut me from the podcast? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> wow. Uh, and to think I was going to make a scene partner's travel size container. <laughs> uh, what have you been? What have you been watching? No, I don't like that. Lately. Okay. No, sorry. I'm supposed to affirm you. That was so good. Do you want me to harmonize with you? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> what have you been watching? Was that lately? harmony? <laughs> um, I'm I'm all in Christmas movies. All in. I'm a hundred. Did you watch a Christmas Prince? What? No, never mind. What go is ahead. that? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> You'd ask me like that's a movie <laughs> I should know. I'm literally I. I'm a Christmas movie aficionado. I've never heard of that. The only Christmas Prince is Jesus. <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say I watched the the cartoon, The Grinch. Yeah, excellent cartoon. No, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry, excellent wasn't. And I don't even think that Jim Carrey did a bad job. I actually really like the live action one. But the cartoon is so good. <laughs> and the rest of the day, another I was... word I'd use to describe it is excellent, which is a synonym was so good. Am I shutting you down too much? No, it's fine. No. It's fine. But the rest of the day, I was like, just like washing dishes and you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Was that close? Yeah, that was actually. You're a mean one. I know you're working on impressions. So <laughs> I am is... working. So you're trying to do more impressions. You've been watching the Grinch cartoon. What? Go ahead. You're a mean one. I would like listeners to know that when Ryan was, he like sits up straight and angles his head down. Because uh, it's a, as if it's to a signal voice. silently. That he's ready to impress. Um, I can also do that guy that Elaine dated on Seinfeld that painted his face for the New Jersey Devils hockey game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that? No. Oh, my Go God. ahead, though. Listeners will. No, they won't. Try or maybe it. they will. Just go for it. Yeah, David Putty. Do you know David Putty? I don't. Do you want it? He's got a smoother. You want JP to co-host <laughs> with you? It's so soothing whenever he talks. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, I can't. Uh, no, I'm going to do it. JP, you tell me if this is accurate, okay? Yeah, I painted my face. Yeah, you gotta support the team. Yeah, I painted my face. Pretty good. Yeah! Pretty good. Imagine if, like, on air, he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so getting back to your pitch to me, um, what have you been watching? I watched A Christmas Prince. <laughs> <laughs> but you watched The Story of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um... It was a made for a Netflix film that came out on Friday. And made for Netflix is also like Arrested Development, so the it could be very good or yeah. 
It was like horrible. a Hallmark movie made by Netflix um, about this journalist in New York who gets an assignment to go to, um, it's not Genovia, but it's like an equivalent made up European country. Genovia. <laughs> which is from Princess Diaries. And Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, keep going. And she goes there because the socialite prince is going to have to take on the throne because his dad died. And it's like, will he or won't he? Because he's just a partier. And she sneaks into the castle pretending to be the tutor of the princess and that spies on the royal family. And maybe, maybe there's a bit of love. Okay. This segment's called. What did you watch something that was funny? Basically, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and no, and my question is: right, Is Christmas right, Prince right, right, funny? Right, right. It no. sounds painfully I just, I blacked out for a minute and was like, I need to tell someone about this masterpiece film <laughs> I saw called The Christmas Prince. Okay, there's some twists. Let me I tell bet. You. Okay, something that I've been watching that I think is very funny. I haven't had much time for TV, but. I've been watching YouTube videos during my lunch hour. <laughs> I've been watching a <laughs> of lot course. of James Corden because oh. uh, I find him very funny. And hey, welcome to my car. No, that uh, JP was that a good impression? <laughs> no, let me let me read that. Uh, hello, today we're going to do no, a, a no. karaoke in the car. No, sorry. I've been watching James Corden. And there's a segment he does called, oh, f oh uh, Car karaoke. Karaoke no, in the car. I wrote it on the list. Okay. It's uh, FaceTime with your parents. FaceTime. Face your parents. Face your parents. Okay, so he finds two audience members. I assume this happens before the episode. And it's like two young dudes. And then they Skype in their, their parent, their moms. And then James Gordon asks a series of questions. And it's like, do you, what's the biggest lie your mom's ever told you? And the guys at the actual show will answer it, and the moms will write their answer on a whiteboard and show it on Skype. It is so funny. One, because everyone's really honest, and the moms kind of ham it up, but it's 100% real, which I think makes it the funniest of watching these sons hear the answers from their moms. Uh, for example, okay. one I watched today that I cackled to the point that a colleague was like, what is happening? <laughs> Uh, it was like, what's the biggest lie your mom's ever told you? And one of them's like, oh, you know, I don't know, like probably like the whole Santa thing and like whether or not Santa's real and the mom's face. Cause you can also, she's hearing all yeah, this yeah. too. And so her face just gets like, her eyes get huge. And then James Corden is like, okay, like, let's see what you wrote down. And she just lifts up the whiteboard. And it says, what happened in Tijuana? Oh. She went to jail for a night. <laughs> <laughs> and the son is hearing this for like the first yeah, time yeah, yeah. in front of a live studio audience. Where it's like, I just thought my mom lied about Santa. Well, another question was like, uh, what uh, has your mom ever sent nude pictures to someone? And one of the guys Oof. was like, yeah, because you could also see them trying to like figure out an answer. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. And James Corden's like, well, why would you, why would you say yes? And he goes, you know, my mom works out every day. Like, why else would she be working out? Yeah. Why, why are any of us <laughs> Why are any out? of us working out if not for nude pictures? Heart disease, send a nudes. <laughs> uh. Uh, it is, it's really, it's just a moment of pure honesty and 
people can relate to it because I would, I was thinking about, could I do like, would I do this with one of my parents? The answer is no, I would never. No, you don't want to know that stuff. No, I don't want to know uh, if my, I, mean, I can't even say it. I don't want to know. It's so funny. And just watching these, like, cause they're all young. They're all probably like 20 or 21. Yeah. And they're just seeing their faces when their parents are like, actually I am a person. And the like, inherent humor there is in realizing that someone in your life is an actual like dynamic human that is going through similar things as you but just at a different phase mm -hmm. is so funny you're a sucker for i love awkward comedy mm -hmm. it is my joy and and the more real it is and less scripted and just like an honest interaction between two people is just ah, uh, it's comedic gold I mean, the way you talk about what makes you laugh, it seems like you're almost like into improv, like really real. Wow. That is scripted so comedy. insightful. Yeah. You, can, you come you here. You got that all from just that little bit <laughs> I told you? <laughs> you come here for the laughs. You get the <laughs> deep. The realness. Yeah, realness. Well, just making doing stand-up hard because stand-up is so rehearsed. Like, I think once you get better, there's more improv and just natural interactions with people. But it's such a Except I disagree performed with you. thing. Go ahead. We've, we've Thanks for interrupting me. It's fine. Oh I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've already trashed, like, one of my comedic heroes, Jerry Seinfeld. But what I do admire about this guy is when he talks about, like, he, when he writes out a joke, he says, like, every beat, every syllable, every word is exactly, like, he does it the exact same way. And he scripts it like that. So when he delivers a joke, he finds, okay, no, should I move the like pause or the beat? Should I uh -huh. emphasize this area, this area? He scripts it out so meticulously. And I like, that's when it was when I was reading him talk about that. And, and I think there's a few videos around there of him talking about it. That's when I was like, oh, this isn't just like funny class clowns getting up and putting in no work. And I think I find that harder because one, I'm not funny if I try to be <laughs> this podcast. And two, uh, I'm not saying there's not an honesty to it because at the, at the core of any of those jokes, there's something real that he's crafted, but there's such a like honesty to improv because even if you're playing a character, you're on stage, making it up in the moment and someone is watching that process totally. and it's such a like real thing to be a part of. You should use this question for Jordan. Oh who is God. our guest today Wow, in our I episode. I don't know. I'm just so nervous. Jordan. Is such a good character guy. He's, I think he would yeah. have some. Oh my goodness. Do you want to do your new segment? Well, I want to do the new segment. You might think this is that other segment, but it's not. I want to do a segment called Brian or Pet Peeve Showcase. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So you're going to tell me about Pet Peeve? I'll do one and then you do one. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Here's a pet peeve of mine. I work at, like this is so localized. People are going to be like, I can't relate at all. I work in an office. That's so localized. <laughs> Did you know that offices are kind of like an Ottawa thing? Get it's like everywhere Get else they work in these like, like these communes. Are you done? Wallace commune. They're like those little ranches of people. Oh. That's all I got. Go all right. ahead. So I work in this office. I'm okay, sorry. That's such I, a unique experience. Oh this is, I should actually, let me explain what an office is. So it's usually divided into these little cubicles with You're going to make it onto sorry, the list I'm, of pet peeves <laughs> in a second here. That's All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I work in an office and in, we have a very, like, I would say a progressive recycling program in our office. And every paper towel that is in the bathroom 
is recyclable and but right beneath it it's like right beneath the towel dispenser it's a recycling thing and then off to the side far away there's a garbage that says trash every day i go to the bathroom and i see people putting clearly recyclable <laughs> paper towels into the trash yeah and i'm like what kind of idiots work in this place? I thought, you know, this is your rage coming. Back. I had to like work hard to get a job here, and I'm surrounded by these people who are idiots. I can't see if you just drop it below where you pulled it from, you'll put is in the it? recycling. If you have to walk across a room, you'll put in the trash. It's infuriating. Is it ever that? Not that I'm not taking this out of I your I feel like you're taking this. I'm side. not. I mean. <laughs> It's so hard for me to relate because I'm still sort of trying to wrap my mind around what an office is. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm picturing, could it ever be that, you know, when you're you wash your hands, but there's like a bit of a not a lineup, but someone else is already drying their hands. So you kind of have to just gr like move around them, grab a piece of paper and then sort of walk away and dry. Are they walking towards the garbage out of requirement? You're enabling them. You're enabling I'm not because I support recycling. It's nothing like that. Okay, then I have no, like, I have no... They would have to walk backwards to get it in the garbage. Maybe if... <laughs> Another thing that I'm going to do my... No, you do one, then I'll finish it off. Or unless you Well, have... I'm still trying to work out how we solve this problem. Like, again, I don't think we should... What's the goal of... Yeah. What's the goal of the pet peeve show? Because this is a new thing. Yeah. Do you want us to, like, solve your pet peeve no. by solving... Oh, I just you want just want to let it out. To... <laughs> wow. I just want a platform okay, to Okay, so vent. that's what this podcast yeah. has become. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe you just need, like, a more explicit sign. Like, paper towel is recyclable. Goes here. Do you want to hear what I did one time? And then I'll let you do your thing. No, go. I'm going to let you go. finish. No, I'm going to let you finish. That was Kanye West to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I got the... Okay. I, okay. <laughs> okay so one time there's this like dirty dish in the kit in the in the kitchen and i was like at the office at the office oh, offices have okay so oh there's like goodness. was there uh like a, a machine that made a hot beverage in the in the kitchen as well a bit perhaps a, a wah put your pen away a <laughs> okay so there's a dirty dish in the kitchen and it's like somebody leaves it soaking in the sink and then like the next day i come back and it's still there and then the next day i come back it's still there so I pick it up out of the sink and I move it over to the counter because mm -hmm. I'm like some person, probably some idiot man is going to come back and be like, oh, I've been leaving this dish. I need so to clean it now. I should clean it. Yeah. It stays there literally for two weeks and people are going to be using the kitchen every week I, or every day, I assume, because they're warming up their hot beverage. Yeah. And and it's still there. And I'm like, we are professionals. Like how... How can you do I this? Think, I really think this happens in every office. So I made a sign. Yeah, that happened in my office. With a giant arrow pointing down to the dish saying, who would do this? Question mark. You are the most passive aggressive <laughs> because person. Because I want them to be, I want them to come into the kitchen and be like, I don't deserve to work here. I'm going to let myself out. I will let myself <laughs> go for my career. Because clearly I'm a child and I can't. Oh. See I've what? never seen the side of you. Okay. I don't hate it i fear it <laughs> but i don't uh, hate it it's nice to see you get fired i always pictured you as just being that guy that walked not that i've thought about this a lot but let's go with it of like walking into the kitchen and be like oh man i'll do it and then washing all these people's dishes not the person that would arrow down to it who is this fire yourself it's called out of principle I just i'm not watching watching this lasagna eating idiot 
I can't bother to scrub his cheese. I just picture this absorbing your whole work life soon where you're spending like all day mapping out who eats what yeah. on what days to see if there's like a pattern. I did go in early that day. Yeah, of course you did. Because I didn't want somebody to see me printing off this no. sign. Um, okay, I, I I wanted to let you finish. Tell me your pet peeve. To be honest, I uh, wow. Can um, it equal my rage? No, I don't get angry at a lot of things. I don't believe that. Uh, oh, I do have one. All oh, right. And some of my old coworkers li- will listen to this and know that this is real. Is okay. that when an office... Uh, so that's, uh, well, you know what an office is, but for our listeners, oh. it's sort of where you go from usually nine to five is a standard work hour. Our talented guest is going to be here soon. You need to. <laughs> fine. Fine. That was funny. That's a good bit. The office thing is fine. Um, Don't write that down. We had a group chat of like, and it was mainly for uh, going to this meeting. We'll be out for an hour or like sick today. Won't be in. Even that one I found shaky. Um, but people would use it for everything. Okay. Everything to the point that I did snap and I didn't leave a note. I addressed it in a meeting (laughs) (laughs) because my phone would just constantly be going off and it'd be like, um, going to Tim Hortons. Does anyone want anything? Sure. But instead of people directly messaging, you get like eight messages being like double, double next message. Oh, you know what? How about an ice cap? Next message. Oh, just looked at the temperature. I think, yeah, go back to the double double on a work message chain. It sounds to me work. Give, give me a second here. It sounds to me like your coworkers are just a lot of fun and you don't like to have fun. Wow. <laughs> okay, mister. Oh, uh, excuse me with the dish. How was your vegetarian lasagna, you dick? Do your dishes. Uh, I just picture you like sniffing the dish at a certain point to be like, oh, mushroom risotto. And then just passively, aggressively going through the office being like, oh, does so mushrooms. Who's into them? Who's not? Catch me up. I think what made me most upset about that whole situation. (laughs) Sorry, back to me. Somebody then wrote in pen on the sign I made who would make a sign like this and not clean up the dish. And then I'm like, I'm. My thing is not fix this dish. My thing is not who would make a sign like this and not clean the dish. It is who would make a sign like this. You're sitting across from him, (laughs) (laughs) pegging your comedic career to this guy, the sign guy. Yeah, maybe my voice sucks, but you write (laughs) passive as fuck signs to people. Well, tell your coworker that when she pokes her head out of the office next time, like Ryan, she's holding you back. Really? You want me to come put a sign on your door? (laughs) Who judges people's voices? Arrow. (laughs) Well, our guest is going to going to be here. Hey everybody! Thanks for sticking around and stick and staying with us. It was it was a bit of a bloodbath. Yeah, today. I know. Are we okay? I, I worked through. I'm still I'm still working through some things. <laughs> I'm gonna try some different voices throughout this interview. I'm sorry to our guest as I try out some um, non-aggravating voices. Oh my goodness, you're, you hold grudges like crazy. Okay, introduce yeah. our guest. Okay, well, I'm gonna introduce our guest. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have um, here today Jordan Moffat. Jordan is. I like I, we're fans. Oh my goodness, we're fans. I think we we have a group chat as an improv team and and 
and you come up probably more often than you would. We don't need to be creepy about it. No, we respect this man so incredibly much. So thank you for coming to spend time with us. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Even your voice coming into my headphones, I'm like, yes. Yeah, do you have any voice uh, tips and <laughs> tricks? Uh, well, at the last Crush show, we were talking about voices, and Dan mentioned it's good to have a high voice and a low voice. And then I guess your normal one. Oh, hello. That's the high one? That's your British voice? That can double. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess there, there's three voices. There's high, low, and British. British. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, hey. Uh, okay, uh, okay I'm, done. I'm not done, I'm done. introducing Sorry, you, Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, Sorry, thank so, you. So forgive me for interrupting you. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, you are, um, you've been in uh, an extremely popular Ottawa mm-hmm. uh, improv group called Crush Improv. Um, please tell, give me a little bit more background. On what else are you doing with your... I'm also in the Ottawa group called Grimprov. Yes, you are. And we do twice monthly shows, uh, experimental style improv in long form. And then uh, before that, I lived in Toronto and I performed at the Bad Dog Comedy Theater. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I was in Ottawa and I performed with <laughs> Crush Improv and Grimprov as well. And uh, insensitivity training way back in the day. That's that's my improv career. Uh, nice. I, I think... Um, oh, sensitivity is an improv troupe name. That was an improv troupe name. Yeah, they, they okay, that makes way uh, more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, like found improv through sensitivity yeah, that's like training. a classic improv like, troupe wow. name. Wow. Um, and did you do like high school improv too? And I did high school improv for one year okay. in grade 12, and then I've been a volunteer with the Canadian Improv Games since then. Nice. This I've seen you referee it. Year. Yes, I was the referee. I went to it one year uh, thinking that it was the finals, like the Canada finals, but it ended up being the Ottawa finals, which yeah. you were refereeing. So me and three friends went, and it was us and uh, all of the Ottawa kids' parents and close yes. friends because it was not really like a big public event. We looked very odd. <laughs> so, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking about you behind your back, just kidding, before you got here, about you are a very strong character player. You, like, whenever I watch, watch, watch you in Crush Improv, you're like so solidly, you make such strong character choices and I just admire that so much. I'm usually just me. Uh, <laughs> With either a higher, lower, higher or British voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell me like where that came from? Like where, in your, at what point in your, your improv life were you like, yes, I'm going to start making really strong decisions character wise or. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, um, character work is always something that I uh, not necessarily worry about, but always think is the weakest thing because also in my head, it's like, okay, I'm doing high voice Jordan or low voice <laughs> yeah. Jordan. But, um, so I've always worked on trying to get strong characters and it's nice to hear that you feel that totally. way. Totally. Um, yeah, I like to just, uh, play as wacky as I can sometimes, uh, always have characters focused on some sort of object as well <laughs> and then go from there. Do you feel like that helps your, like, let's say you're, you know, every improviser gets into a point where they're like just lost in the scene and they're like, where do we go from here? Do you find kind of making those strong choices at least is that boost and, and kind of can get you out of a, a hole you've dug? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I hope I have, don't dig too many holes. No, not you. But no, you're you. right. You're right. You can dig holes. I find that if you just don't have any conception of where the scene's going to go, that makes it easier to, to uh, dig yourself out of a hole. Um, if you make like a big choice with a character, that yeah. can help too. But as long as you just have no attachment to some sort of plan, yeah, you can get out of any hole. Okay. 
Do you ever find that hard, though, in an improv scene, not having any plan? Like, do you are, is there moments that you're like, oh, I really want it to go this way and I know it's a good call. So I'm, I'm going to kind of break the rules and let it I'm making it go this way. No, never. <laughs> wow, I used to I'm have impressed that. by that. When I started, I would um, in high school, I, I would watch the scenes and then uh, I would whisper to like my friend like, hey, it wouldn't be funny if like this happened. And by the time I finished whispering. Something else would something already. else had happened. So that's the lesson I learned. <laughs> Just gotta uh, jump in. So now I feel like I purposely try and make sure that I don't let that happen. That's and right funny. now I'm, uh, I'm like tricking myself into doing that too. So like I'll, uh, if someone comes into a scene, I will occasionally uh, let them either steer it for a second or purposely block them from <laughs> steering. It, this is with an improviser I trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, purposely, <laughs> purposely block, block. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> or just like purposely block myself and like whatever idea I had when yeah. I jumped in, I don't let myself do that. And so that forces me to come up with something on the spot, which wow. is the, pur- uh, the whole well, purpose, I believe. Yeah. I've been teaching this small group of women improv over the last couple months. Do you guys have a name of s- small group of women? <laughs> it's a really catchy improv troupe name. What it's is- named after the book, yeah. uh, Small Group of Women. <laughs> small Group of Women. Just do scenes from the book, Little Women. Yeah. <laughs> and chapter four. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our big, it's the hardest thing to get used to is to not wait on the sides until you have an idea that's fully formed and then jump in. So I've been calling it that if I if I sweep a scene, someone has to immediately start another one before they have a thought. And they just are so scared. But they're doing so well. Yeah. And just and, like and going it, on and be like, okay, I'm just gonna do object work or I'm just gonna be a character and someone's yes. going to come and help me with this. Exactly. Someone's gonna help you. That's the thing. It, the blank so stage is the scariest thing. If someone sweeps and if it's someone sweeps there. and they don't stay, it's like, oh God, I thought they <laughs> I thought they swept because they had an idea. They only swept because they didn't like whatever was happening. Oh, no, no, no. Thanks, yeah. jackass. I'll be out here. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to cutting this cucumber, hoping somebody comes in. Yeah. Oh, I do love starting a scene with object work. Being like, I have no idea, but I'll drink some orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were like an improviser from, oh, I mean, I'll I'll set this up for you and you can tell me if I'm bullshitting you yeah take as many like big gambits i'm gonna just assume everything no you're coming (laughs) so ottawa i mean one of the things we've talked about with other guests is ottawa although the improv scene the comedy scene seems to be growing seems to be kind of having uh a healthy resurgence um it's not a comedy center like toronto did you have a moment before going to toronto to say like oh shit am i funny outside of the city like did you have a moment doubting your comedic ability or were you like yeah I got uh, this. I wouldn't say doubting comedic ability, not to sound uh, like... Not at all. I set you up for that. I yeah, set you up for that. <laughs> doubting comedic, but more just like knowing that I was going to start at the very at the bottom. bottom. Yeah. And uh, that no one knew me and that um, wh- whether I was good or not, I didn't even know. I just like had to find that out because I had no conception of yeah what uh, the bottom was. Yeah. So I like knew that I would have to try really hard and prove that I was good. I tried to not think about whether I was good or not. That was not even a thought because I didn't, uh, you don't want to go down that dark path. That's a dark path. Yes. Yeah. One of Ryan's favorite questions, and we ask all of our guests, is most people in Ottawa, you can't really do improv full time. Um, I dream, but you can't. Or some people have, but it's like a hard road to choose. So most of us are working full time doing something else. That's right. You can do anything. You just choose not to. You're right. Oh, God, I feel like I need to self reflect for a moment. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> um, but we were talking because Ryan and I are very different that when I started doing improv, which was I told everyone and 
Ryan told no one. It'd be like we would have a show, and the next day we'd get to work, and they'd be like, "What did you do? What did you do last night?" He'd be like, "I just uh, watched some Netflix, just hung out." Whereas, <laughs> yeah. like, we had put on a show at Irene's, and there was like fifty people there, and it was great. Did you? Do you like? Do you tell everyone you do improv? You've been doing improv for much longer, so and you're like a big part of the the scene in Ottawa. Thank but, you. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, I, I have been doing improv for I guess uh, nine years, or maybe a bit less than that. Depends what you if you include like university troops, but of course, so I, yeah, of I, course. I do just define myself as an improviser just because that's um, a thing that I do a lot of and I've been doing a lot of for a while. But I do also more recently experiment with not telling people that I'm an improviser. Okay, uh, just because I typically get the same reaction. What is it? Like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and just the trailing off silence of well and also like like you said you don't tell uh, you or maybe you do now but i'm trying you're not becoming to. more right. open yeah. I, I don't um people always say like oh i'll come to your show but oh, i don't yeah. want to suggest that my being an improviser means i want you to come to my That's show. That's exactly it. I do Very want people different. to come to my show. If I somebody, want everyone to come to my show, but I don't want it to feel like I'm saying you're like telling them so that they will come. Yes, to your show. yes. because the next day yeah. I hate the. You know, sorry, I had to pick up my dog from the <laughs> yeah. my aunt's house, and like this, and you're like, it's okay, like it's fine. I other just, people came. Yeah, there were yeah. people there. Uh, well, it is true that I was I was pretty upset the first couple times that people wouldn't come to things. Uh, and I was talking to my partner about this and he was like, Christina, think of all the things they do. Cause really this is like a, a thing that you're really passionate about, but like a lot of them are really passionate about their recreational sports or like curling or something. How many of their games do you go and watch? And I was like, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not the same. This is dependent on an audience. I need we need their suggestions. five dollars and their suggestions. Uh, can I ask, do you do, you do improv with your girlfriend? I do. Yeah. Can I want to know what that's like. Well, we hadn't performed a lot together. Okay. And then last year we had an idea for a show. Uh, we want to do something a bit different. So we did a show where we, uh, with our friend Christian, who I went to high school with, was on okay. the team with me. We improvised in our apartment and then wrote down our favorite scenes and then found ways to kind of connect them. I saw this show. Did you at enjoy the show? Meet, I really, really did. It was excellent. There you go. <laughs> it, was it was at Fresh Meat. It was at the Fresh Meat Festival. So that was the most performing we'd done together. Okay. We'd done uh, we'd done a few guest spots together. Yeah. And we've done like short uh, pieces together and improv. But this was like a, a longer thing. And it was really, really fun. We have a very complimentary sense of humor, I think. She makes me laugh very much that's all really, the time. That's so. really good. The first time were you like, Ooh, this is hot. Or were you just like... Did it click right away? No, it was always like, I want to do this. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I thought Fresh Meat was uh, something we did that was really, really good. I think yeah. we've, like anybody, have scenes where you're like, oh, this wasn't a great set, but it's yeah. not like, it's because she's my girlfriend. That this didn't work. <laughs> yeah. We had that fight yesterday and it came out on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I sensed it. Uh, so was that mainly... That was mainly improvised still. So you picked some like favorite characters and scenes in a framework. But was it scripted or improvised? The, the uh, scenes were scripted in the sense that we knew who the characters were Where? and what the goal of the scene was okay. and, and some kind of checkpoints along the way. But the the jokes were improvised. Okay. Oh, interesting. And then um, what we did to keep ourselves fresh was we, we had three shows. The show was called Three. There were three character monologues. We would alternate doing the 
other person's character monologue uh, so that we would we wanted to cycle through all the characters yeah, in the yeah. shows but that was too ambitious so we just cycled through the monologues and that that way we were performing the other person's character that they invented oh cool it's kind of fun it was an act it was very good um <laughs> we should probably do a scene well we have to ask at the end if uh someone came to you and said what's the best part about doing improv why should i try it oh okay what do you say we've asked everyone that near the end i think okay we're not very professional or structured <laughs> This is an improvised podcast. <laughs> but like if someone was like, I think I'm going to try improv. Like, what have you enjoyed the most? What has it given you? Right. Like just well, a small I'll tell you question. Two Great. Because uh, two days ago, somebody did ask me that. Wow. Well, it was similar. I She's... saw him in the grocery store. I just yelled. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, talking to a, a girl in high school. I work for the improv game. So like I do... Uh, talk to people who are interested in improv in high school and she yeah. asked uh she had to do an essay on improv for her drama class she said like why the, the essay was like why should people do improv mm -hmm. i love essays like that yeah you I know it school. got a lot more complicated later on <laughs> yeah and it's probably like 300 words i don't know yeah. and i said oh you know like why should people do improv like it helps you uh, express yourself if you have difficulty making friends it's a great way to make friends with similar sensibilities if you are scared of new situations this forces you to stretch your boundaries uh it helps with anxiety like all the kind of reasons why it um mm -hmm. helps you as a individual going through the world yeah um so that's that answer the other answer of like why you should perform improv i guess is that it's like really fun uh, for me, I've had a lot of fun doing it, and I've met my favorite people doing it because uh, I love laughing, and I oh, love being goodness. around people who can make me laugh. And so, with improv, I've met a lot of people who make me laugh. That's kind feeling. of the best part because some shows aren't good, and sometimes you don't. But you're surrounded by. But people you're still that surrounded you still by are. the people you like. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good. I answer. like that. That's oh, nice. Shoot. Yeah, that's good. It is true. I haven't thought about, it, but I do laugh a lot now because I am surrounded by people that I find just so funny. Not that I'm saying my old friends aren't funny; they are. They try, but <laughs> they <different>. try. <laughs> uh, okay. So one of the uh, one of the things we ask you is, can you bring a premise for us to do a scene? Because we want want to do a scene with you. Yes, I brought a premise with me. Okay, and, uh, and he's pulling it out of his well, pocket. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, here's the premise. Do you want to hear the premise? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we're ready. Yeah, uh, you're on a train. Okay, and the the food cart's coming, and uh, they don't want to admit it, but they don't have anything. Oh, I love that premise. That's yeah. Let's let's do it. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, yes. Um, I. Uh, you care for a snack or a beverage or something? Yeah. I, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I I was looking at the the pictures in my in the chair in front of me. Yes, we keep menus in the foldable pockets in the chairs in front of each passenger on the via train. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, this is train forty five to Montreal. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I well, I best to be going. No, uh, no. Can uh, I just sorry. pause you? Pause. You're just asking a question about the. No, I I've I've been waiting for you. I you know we we left the station a few few hours ago. I've been waiting. Um, can I? I just need like a popcorn. Uh, just let me ask the person next to you Hi, first. Yeah, sorry. Uh, just a ginger ale. Uh, the soda crackers with the hummus dip would be so yes, nice. Those with are the two protein. things on the menu. You can just look oh, at the menu in front you, of you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. My They're partner said he packed me a lunch. He didn't. 
just oh, what's says, your no. partner's name? Well, uh, it was Brad, but oh. uh, I just actually, sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to go down this road with no, you. No, no, you seem the... stressed, so I want to talk it out, wow. you know, make oh sure you're God, doing okay. Oh, my God, that is so thoughtful of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. Uh, it's just, he said he packed me this lunch, but when I opened the brown the brown bag. Could I interrupt? Go for it. Could yeah. you have that? Do you have that popcorn I asked for? I, I'm Can't, really uh, hungry. Look, I don't want to make you seem insensitive in front of a train full of people, but your <sighs> scene partner is currently bawling. She's in emotional distress, and I think maybe we should pay more attention to her than your no, little no, craving. No, no, the popcorn's well, you are... important. The, apparently this is just some sort of spectacle to my seat passenger. Well, now I feel insensitive, but I'm really hungry. <laughs> just, maybe yeah. I should leave the two of you alone to deal with no, it no, and please, come back you're at the it only, later. No, sir, you're the only person who has asked about uh, the thing I found in my bag from my boyfriend, Brad. How about yeah. she talks while you scoop the popcorn out of the bucket into a bag for me? I also do still want uh, the hummus because when I'm upset, I feel like I'm just burning more calories just constantly. Yeah. And I'm so upset right now you know, because that, of the note that Brad, my, Brad, my ex-boyfriend, yeah, it was in the lunch bag. Let's hear about the note. <laughs> Wait, no. the, there was a lunch bag and it was empty? Yeah, it was actually a very cruel, Jeez cruel, <laughs> cruel move. Um it just it says your hands aren't moving right you could be moving your hands while she tells this I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive could I actually I'm so sorry could I actually I don't mean it is so kind of you to ask about the note and I do want to talk about it it's just I'm getting a little shaky so the hummus would actually really help me through mm. this Ginger L wouldn't though it might explode in your face <laughs> if you have shaky hands so let's just stick right. to the note I'll just and talk take this, about it I'll take the soda crackers and uh, the hummus please mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. listen this I gotta level with both of you at this point I, what? I think you two deserve your snacks. Yeah. Oh, thank I thought you were going to say. You, yeah. I thought you were going to say you two uh, deserve each other, and oh, I thought no, that no. was kind of a nice oh, idea. Oh, maybe you do. I'm, you know what? I should I leave thought, you two alone. You know, no, no, no. You've you've kind of you've put it out there. I'm hungry, now, but I've been looking at what, you. What was it that made you sort of almost suggest that we deserved each other? Because I do kind of see it as well. The trolley cart is empty. Emotionally, and like is I, this I a seem to be an empty trolley cart. My that's what your that's what Brad's note says. The note said that? <laughs> yes. This is very odd timing. It says, Hey Sheila, I'm sorry, I don't think you have much substance. To me, you are as if a train had an empty trolley cart with nothing on it but rusty wheels and a rusty soul. And for that I must say, adieu. Yikes. Yikes. Can I, is there any more seats available? Uh, no. no. I know. The, this train is... No, once I eat my hummus, I will calm right down. I'm sorry, that note was just really hard to hear, but I know that you were just saying symbolically, I do seem like an empty trolley. Correct. It's just like you see my soul right now. Yeah, I'm a soul seer. I that's so... That's a lot. And he kind of suggested that you and I maybe... Like, I put the words in his mouth, but he didn't dispute them, so maybe he's onto something when he says you and I could be... I think you're selectively listening. I am. Brad yeah. also said, P.S., you selectively listen. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad seems actually quite insightful. Where is Brad? Because I don't know if you heard our porter here describe an empty cart, but there's no food on this train, and I need some popcorn ASAP. Oh, you were real about the. It was literal. It was both literal and metaphorical, leaning towards the literal. 
the cart is empty. I have no food. I hope you guys have a great time in Montreal. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's, he's going to check in with the passengers in front. I, he's going to do this all over again. Do, they, do you guys can do any food? Don't, oh. don't, don't listen to him. That's an interesting shirt. Don't you give him your credit card. Why did you give, they get that shirt. Why don't you tell me about, tell me a story about that shirt. <laughs> great. Great. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. That That's was, so insightful. So I was doing my low voice. <laughs> you were doing. I was, do, I was doing me. You're I right. think I did slightly higher. You were slightly higher. There you yeah. go. So wow. let this be a lesson to all you improvisers. Just, Just choose that voice. Choose I, had, I had Brad all queued up in case he made a. Oh, oh fuck. I was going to say There's that Brad be, uh, was riding business class. Oh. I was, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I left you that note and I wanted to say. Etc. Hey, Brad, <laughs> come back to here with the rugby team. And take two. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thanks for joining us. Thank it's you. Incredible to have you. It was a great treat. I, I'm really thrilled to be here. So do you thank wanna, you so much. Do you want to promo anything before we go? Gosh, I do need to promo Just one PS, thing. Just P.S. This comes out December 18th. 18th? No. <sighs> I have nothing to promo. <laughs> But maybe to you two, we, on yes. December 9th, nine days oh, earlier, I'm, come to Crush 10. I will be there. This is a monumental... This, 12 shows. This is a monumental occasion. That's right. So the people listening, the listeners, yes. will know that nine days before they listen to this... <laughs> this happened. Uh, this Crush monumental. had its 10th anniversary and brought back all of its former members, uh, two of whom, three of whom live in British Columbia. Crazy. One of whom... <laughs> hasn't performed in a while uh so that's four and then i guess six of whom who are currently yeah with Crush. the fact that a, an improv troupe's been around 10 years crazy that's so impressive really we've been cool. around for two two yeah it's pretty good feeling yeah. good feeling Here good we too. Go. <laughs> uh but yeah to the listeners thanks for joining us for another episode episode seven seven I contribute nothing to this podcast. <laughs> but just being your hype person. Oh, have a good week, everybody. Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario, at Pop Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan. Recorded by JP Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Hadless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music. All available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.